The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and the United States women's national soccer team has qualified for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. As a matter of fact, they officially qualified last night, even though the 2022 CONCACAF Women's Championship Tournament is not complete yet. But since the United States has already qualified for the semifinals, therefore they have already qualified for the World Cup. So as far as this whole CONCACAF Women's uh, Championship Tournament, so there's Group A with the United States, Haiti, Jamaica, and Mexico. With the United States winning their first two games, that automatically means that they're already, you know, qualified you know, to go to the semifinals, which means, you know, if you qualify for the semifinals, I suppose that means you qualify also for the World Cup. At least that that's what I, that's what I see, so... The United States already, you know, two big wins, you know, winning, beating Haiti 3-0 to zero, and then beating Mexico 5, uh, excuse me, beating Jamaica 5-0. to zero. You know, it's not, not, not surprised that the United States, you know, picks up these, these wins just like that because that's just how good they are. But then, you know, the competition is just, you know, is, is just, you know, very uh, scarce. I mean, and, and I don't mean that with any disrespect, but... But it was just, you know, pretty surprising to see, you know, Haiti beat Mexico, too. I mean, Haiti is currently in second place, and Haiti actually plays Jamaica, I think, three days from now. And if, if Haiti, all Haiti has to do is beat Jamaica, and then Haiti can actually qualify for the semifinals. And I believe the, the Haitian women's and the national team might actually qualify for the first time. I'm actually not sure if they ever qualified. I actually want to double-check that right now. Nope. They have never qualified for a Women's World Cup, so the... So Haiti's the the Haitian women's national team is actually pretty close. All they gotta do is win is win their next match. All they gotta do is beat Jamaica. You know, and uh, with Mexico losing three to zero, we know you know Mexico starting out zero and two. I mean, Mexico at at, at this point really is pro is probably um, 
well, they can't. They can't finish in the top two. They can advance to the inner confederation playoffs. But honestly, at, the, at this point, it's probably it's very likely un, uh, unlikely to happen because the United States has to play their final game against the United States, and we really doubt that the United States is gonna is gonna uh, is gonna let them win. So it's bad luck for Mexico, right? But. But for Haiti, I mean, this is actually something pretty big. I mean, you know, they they lost their first game to pick up the win in the other one. So, so right now, you know, as far as second place goes, it's it's definitely between Haiti and Jamaica. So, so with Haiti and Jamaica playing on the 11, basically the winner of that match, you know, takes the takes the second place and therefore qualifies for the World Cup, and then go, goes out off to the knockout stage. So, there's only two groups, so the knockout stage is, is an automatic semifinal. So. So so basically, all Haiti has to do is win, and then they qualify for the World Cup, and that's what means that that's what means the most. And then there's the semifinals of the Concacaf, and then it goes from there. And you know, looking at Group B, you know, Canada obviously want to know Canada and Costa Rica in the, in the top two spots. Canada just coming off a six-zero win against Trinidad and Tobago. And Canada has another win against Panama, so. So it's clear that Canada Canada is definitely going to win the group, and 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 I, I'm already going to say it right now, in the in the con, in the women's Concacaf women's championship final, we're we're going to see the United States and Canada in the final, and we're going to see a rematch from the Olympics. So I'm already going to I'm already going to call it because that I mean let's be honest, that's what we're very likely to see. The United States isn't going to the United States is not going to not make it to this final. I mean, there's no way that this is going to happen. So anyway. So I'm glad, because I wanted to make sure, yeah, the, the, the whole uh, concept with, with the qualifications. So, and you know, the United States is already joining a, a, a list of elite competitors already. And as we know, the 2023 Women's World Cup, it's actually going to be co-hosted by both Australia and New Zealand. So, and that's actually pretty exciting. It's actually the very first time that a women's uh, FIFA Women's World Cup is actually going to have two nations. Okay, and not only that, but the 2023 women's FIFA Women's World Cup will be the first Women's World Cup to actually have 32 competitors. So we're we're going from 24 competitors to a total of 32. So that's pretty that that that's actually pretty exciting, and I and I gotta be honest, it, it's probably gonna, probably gonna be extremely difficult for me to be able to get up and watch because you know it's gonna be all the way out in Australia and. That the time difference is going to be pretty brutal, but I'm gonna to have to find a way to do it because I'm gonna because I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about it here on my show because you know that that's what I do. But but I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll be okay. I'll, I'll I'll figure things out. So so as far as the World Cup goes, you know the United States, the two-time you know defending champions, you know they're they're looking to win the title again. They want it you know, back in 2019 in France and then won it in 2015 in Canada. We all remember in Canada the, the final against Japan, which was a rematch from the 2011 final and the United States obliterated Japan 5 to 2. Yeah, I remember that Carly Lloyd. We all, all I remember that performance very very well. But looking at the team, uh, looking at the list of, of the of the competitors already, so we of course we got Australia and New Zealand, they qualified as the co-hosts. You know and I would I would honestly believe that you know Australia, in my opinion, has to be considered one of the favorites. Not simply because they're the, they're one of the hosts, but the Australian women's national team, the Matildas, they're actually they're actually a pretty good team. You know, of course, you know got Sam Kerr, and uh, I'd imagine Sam Kerr is really good, is really good. I mean, Sam Kerr, you know, really wants to help you know Australia win a title. So you know, this actually could be Australia's 
biggest chance. So Australia does not want to let that chance go to waste. So of course, and as far as New Zealand goes, New Zealand, New Zealand has been and it has been in five consecutive World Cups, honestly. But they've they've made it to the group stage, so they were in it in ninety like in ninety one, two thousand seven, two thousand eleven, twenty fifteen, and twenty nineteen. They were they 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 never made it past the group stage. So New Zealand would love to actually make it past the group stage. As for so we got Japan, who's a qualifier, and of course they won it back in twenty eleven, and you know they actually qualified. You know where they were the they were semi finalists of the AFC Women's Asian Cup. And South South Korea qualified as they were the runners. They were the runners up of the last AFC Women's Asian World Cup tournament. And China, who actually won the AFC Women's Asian Cup, they qualified as the champions. So, so, so congratulations to all three of these clubs and uh, excuse me, all three of these national teams. And I'm, I'm pretty pretty excited to see if, if Japan can actually. Uh, so, because Japan, you know, in their last World Cup, it, it didn't go so well. So Japan Japan would love to actually be a contender once again. So I know in China, you know, ever since they were the runners-up back in 1999, they've really been chasing that title in hopes of actually being the champions for the first time. And, you know, since the, since China, the Chinese women's national team, did win the AFC Women's Asian Cup, I mean, that actually has to put them as potential favorites, or at least a dark horse. So so in my opinion so far, uh, the main dark horses already, I have Australia and, Ch- and China as potential dark horses. And, you know, here's what's interesting. The Philippines and Vietnam are actually qualified for this uh, this tournament, and both national teams are making their debut. So the Philippines qualified as they were also semifinalists of the AFC Women's uh, Asian World Cup. Excuse me, the AFC uh, Women's Asian Cup. Excuse me. And and Vietnam qualified, you know, after as a AFC Women's Asian Cup playoffs winner. So so it's good, you know, great for them to see. Um, you know, two, two two national teams actually make their debut, and you know now we we are at the European scene. You know, with, with these uh, qualifying groups, you got we got Sweden, Spain, France, and Denmark all qualified, and Denmark is actually qualified for the first time since two thousand seven. So, so it's been a while since since the uh, Danish women's national team has been in the FIFA Women's World Cup. As far as France goes, well. You know, uh, with the women's uh, with the women's European Championship actually taking place right now, uh, the first game actually was a few days ago. We uh, when England actually opened up the first opened up the tournament with a one nothing win against uh, Austria, and the game the game actually took place at Old Trafford. I'm actually looking up some of the scores right now. Yeah, so the the, the first game was on Wednesday. England beat Austria beat Austria one to zero, and then yesterday Norway beat Ireland Northern Ireland four to one. And right now, Spain is beating Finland three to one. And later today, we got Germany and Denmark. So, uh, so as far as France goes, you know, right now the squad that that France has in the women's Euro doesn't look, that doesn't look super convincing because Eugenie Le Sommer and Amandine Henry are not there, and and they're the they're the big veteran players, you know, who've been there for so long. They're still actually playing playing pretty good, so. Without both those players there, it's 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 hard for France to actually be considered a favorite. But you know, Spain actually came out as uh, as as favorites to win the women's zero, but they actually lost one of their top players re- just a, right before the tournament started to due to a torn ACL. So, so I, I think you know by then you know so so Spain could actually be a favorite next year in the women's World Cup. I mean, as far as France goes, I mean. 
Right now, I gotta see how France does in this Euro. I mean, if, if France is so t- does so poorly, and then Corinne Diacre gets fired as the manager, you know, the future moving forward for the French women's national team isn't gonna be too bright. Well, I, I shouldn't say if, it, if it's not gonna be too bright, it's it, it's gonna be cloudy. It's gonna be unknown because we don't know what to we don't we don't know what to expect. So. But, you know, France, you know, back in 2011 finished in fourth place. And, you know, back in 2011, they really could have won it. But, you know, unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. You know, they were quarterfinals, you know, the last two tournaments as well. You know, kind of kind of losing in heartbreaks the last two uh, tournaments. So, uh, so as, but as far as Sweden as far as Sweden goes, you know, the Swedish nas- women's national team, I mean, you never, ever, ever want to count them out. You never know. I mean, so there's another, there's another potential dark horse, but I, but Sweden has to be beyond a dark horse. Sweden has to be one of the overwhelming favorites. So out of these competitors so far, as far as the overwhelming favorites go, it would be uh, it would be Sweden and the United States. But the, no doubt there, there's there's some stiff competition. As far as the dark horses go, I have Australia and China as the dark horses, and and Spain in Spain as well. So. But you know, as far as far as I'm concerned, the United States obviously is perfectly capable of winning the title. You know, their third title and being their fifth title overall. But um, the now that um, the competition is getting more and more heavy, you know, in the, especially in the, in the FIFA Women's World Cup, the United States needs to watch out. I mean, Sweden is perfectly capable of challenging the United States. I mean, France too. But but France, you know, but but France, the United States rarely loses to France, especially in women's soccer. Um, of course, China, Japan, Australia—definitely teams to watch out for. So, so as far as the United States uh, women's national team goes, of course they're they're overwhelming favorites. But, but without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to be challenged. And quite honestly, I want the, I want that. That's what I want. I want to see the U.S. women's national team face some heavy competition. They that's basically the way for them to be pro- to proven themselves. And in pro wrestling terms, it's a way to get the, help them get over like. They can take on challenges. They can take on big challenges. Like they can, yeah. They can. Basically, they're basically better than what we better than, like that. Like we, we, they can basically say we can beat the we can beat the top teams as well. Basically, the United States can officially declare we can beat everybody. So, so moving forward. Um, so congratulations to the United States women's national team. You know, seeing England hasn't qualified yet, but we all know England's definitely going to qualify. So England's uh, once England qualifies, that definitely has to put them as a overwhelming, overwhelmingly a favorite as well. I mean, we all know we like to pick on England for not being able to get it done, but but much like Sweden, England's not a team that you want to count out. So so it's definitely going to be so the the tournament's getting more and more exciting. The United States is definitely going to have some competitive adversaries, but then again, that's what they are hungry for because the U.S. Women's National Team. Would basically be like we want a challenge, like we want to face, we want to face the top competition because they thrive on those challenges, and more often than not, they they win, they win. So, so basically, overall, what I want to what I want to what I'm saying is is that I want the United States Women's National Team. I want I do want them to win, and and I know they can win. They can win. Excuse me, my voice kind of cracked. And not only can they win, but the United States Women's National Team can certainly win in style. And I know that they will be doing that. So uh, in other words, you know, the the Dutch Women's National Team, you know, hasn't qualified yet. So I'd I'd expect them to qualify as well. I actually want to take a look at the women the qualification process, especially for Europe. Uh huh. Well. 
kind of looking at it like, hmm, this is pretty interesting. Okay, well, the Group D where England is, okay. Well, that that, that has been, that, that actually has been uh, decided. Okay, so some of these groups have not been decided. Yeah, because I was noticing that Germany still, uh, Germany still hasn't qualified yet. Italy, yeah. Okay, yeah, because some of these groups are, not, are some of these groups are, are not finished yet. Okay, so the qualification process in Europe is not finished yet. Okay, that make that makes sense. That makes sense. So, take a look at you know like right here as well. You know, yeah, Brazil not not in yet as well. Okay, yeah. So the qualification process is far from finished. So okay. There's still plenty of time, but you know, still it's getting it's it's really starting to get exciting now. And uh, with the United States women's national team qualified, hmm, it's getting it's getting it's really getting excited. And I and I have no doubt that the United States women's national team can certainly win the title again. But again, like I said, they're gonna win it, but it's it's not gonna be easy. But then again, it never is easy. Even though we can argue about how different the competition is in the women's World Cup. Still, the United States always faces a heavy challenge, and more often than not, they get the job done, and they're very likely to get the job done again, but I just cannot wait to see how many teams step up to the challenge in an attempt to dethrone the United States from their crown, but that remains to be seen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind everybody that Into the Net FC is proudly brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, and believe it or not, a lot of soccer gear is available for you. So are you looking to shop at Fanatics? Well, you can find the link in the episode description. Into the Net FC is also proudly brought to you by Fans Idea. Design your own team jerseys from Fans Idea for as low as $24.99. You can have custom-made jerseys in a matter of seconds with customizable templates. So start now. Design the perfect high-quality custom-made jersey. No skills are needed. It's fast and easy. And folks, it only takes a few seconds. So are you ready to customize your own sportswear? Well, just find the link in the description and you can get started immediately. And Into the Net FC is also available on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me today. I will see you all next time. And go Team USA. I believe that we will win. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. 
In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.